Hello, welcome to our long block five, the podcast for Gooners by Gooners, and I've got John Rubin with me. Hello, John. Evening, chaps. Welcome back to the show. Mm-hmm. After a couple of weeks off. Well, I danced last week, so... Yeah. And um, how did that go, your darts? We had to leave early, but the team beat Tilbury Community Centre 7-5, and they're one of the top teams. So that was quite good, yeah. And uh, we've got Stuart Izzard. Uh, s- s- hello, Stuart. Good evening. And um, Stuart, it's a, a very special birthday. It is, yes. We've just been for a lovely curry, a few cobras... <laughs> few, few Baileys, few. Whose birthday was it, Stu? It's uh, Charlie and Rebecca's. Oh yeah, it's a sort of a Facebook. Yeah, yes, that's birthday, Charlie. They're, they're fourteen today. So, and someone yeah. sent Charlie a Chelsea card, and that was my mate. <laughs> <laughs> Which yes. went straight in the bin. Like it that. went straight in the bin. You can see yes. that on our Twitter feed at, at our lot pod. Yes. Um, so, uh, well, what, uh, we're, we're here on a Monday night. Um, Not a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this. I mean, we've had a week off. What, what have you done with your week off? Uh, <laughs> I went to Nando's. Yeah. And. Um, I went. I went to the Checkers in Heverham yesterday lunchtime for some Sunday dinner, which was very nice. Is that like uh, Checkers, the um, the the, ball the retreat game. of the Prime Minister? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wished. I wished. <laughs> Talking about food. Yeah. When I went to see the Godfathers on the Saturday the eleventh. Yes. I thought, well, I missed that block five meal at five guys. So I said, right, we'll go down to five guys. Well, it's really good. Man alive, that's overpriced. He ain't. Shit. He ain't all that. Five guys? Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose Doesn't... just take it or leave it, it's expensive, whichever way you look at it. Well, the thing is, this is, went up there and I said, right, I'll have a, well, just a burger, but it weren't a small one, it was a normal size one. Yeah, right? they're all the same, aren't they, big ones? With bacon and cheese and a diet Fanta. Yeah. 15 quid. 15 quid, yeah. We've got chips as well. Are you eating it now? Yeah, I eat it. Are you getting yourself a Guinness or something? <laughs> yeah. This has started well, hasn't it? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I could have got 11 double cheeseburgers from McDonald's for that price. It would have tasted a lot nicer. <laughs> Might have killed you, though. Yeah, but, it's a bit it's greasy, isn't it? It's very greasy, I thought. It was OK. Not everyone was that impressive. And the one thing this girl pointed out, Lee, she said... It, it's not the actual price, and forgive me if the price is wrong, but she said an individual piece of bacon on a burger, say, for example, 50 pence, yeah. or an individual slice of cheese on a burger, 50 pence. If you wanted bacon and cheese on your burger, you had to pay an extra £1.70. How the fuck does that work out? Well, I, I, I don't know, really. <laughs> That's maybe not maybe you get more if you ask for a bacon cheeseburger, I don't know. But uh, Yeah, well, there you go. Godfathers were excellent, but other than that, I went with mum's, got a hamper of Baileys. <laughs> present. A hamper of Baileys? How yeah, does that two work? There's two different bottles of Baileys. Yeah. All these various chocolates and that in it. So I thought, a little hamper basket, right? And she said, you're going to keep the hamper? And I went, why? So I probably throw it away. She went, oh, you can't throw it away. You can't throw it away. I went, well, what am I going to do with it? She went, well, can't you use it for a picnic? Yeah, because I'm going to go on a picnic with, on my fucking own. <laughs> <laughs> what, like a proper picnic basket? I'll tell you, yeah, it's a proper picnic basket. What I'll do is, right, me and Stuart will go, we'll put some <laughs> blocks in it, and just fill it with Stella. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you said Baileys. I first thought you said bay leaves. Bay leaves? Hamper bay leaves. Yeah. A lifetime supply of spaghetti bolognese seasoning is yours. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so, uh, Nick has not joined the podcast, um, but he's already got hate mail uh, this week. <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark, Marky, at Mark, Marky249 uh, a fan of the show he says um, as you know a big fan of the pod but don't agree with the bloke who this week mugging off people with time for change signs last season which was Nick saying that he was uh, going around block 12 ripping them out of people's hands um, he says everyone's got a right to voice an opinion I hope that uh-huh. the pod isn't going to turn into an Arsene knows best loving well, um, it certainly won't all the time I'm I know. <laughs> on here. Uh, he, didn't, he also failed to mention that Nick had said, well, they'd be mad not to give him a contract now, wouldn't they? <laughs> uh, at one point in the podcast. so um... I missed it last week. My view on it is we owe Wenger a massive amount of gratitude for what he's done since he's been there. you know. But it's all become a bit stale. And I've never said he should go, but I'm at the point now where you think, if you want to change things up, Wenger won't change. He won't change the way he puts the team out, and maybe it is his time to go. But what I'm I'm annoyed with is a lot of the younger generation of Arsenal fans have only really seen Arsenal since Wenger joined and all that success in the early seven or eight years. Yeah. Then moaning about him. I mean, someone put on Facebook about... You know, well, we've won the cup twice. Well, the FA Cup means fuck all. Well, hold on a minute. It is the oldest cup competition in the world. Players throughout the whole world all love the FA Cup. We'd all love to play in the FA Cup. It's not a fucking Mickey Mouse tin pot trophy. Yes, it's, it doesn't get you what it used to get you years ago, i.e. in the Cup Winners' Cup. And TV has kind of devalued the FA Cup a little bit because they've changed the time of it. 5.30 kickoff. It's not the whole day event it used to be when I was growing up and we was growing up where BBC was all day long, ITV was all day long. So it has been devalued over the year. It's been devalued more by TV and the press than it has by the fans and the players. You know, I still love the FA Cup and then I still get excited if we're in the FA Cup final. It's not a fucking Mickey Mouse second-rate trophy. It's a marvellous trophy to win. However, the uh, League Cup which final, which was uh, on the weekend, that is that is a second-rate trophy, isn't it? Well, it was, though. I mean, well, it was difficult to win years ago, but it hasn't got the prestige of the FA Cup. No, the FA Cup. It probably never will have, but it's still a piece of silverware. There's still only going to be a certain amount of teams who are ever going to win it. You know, I mean, like years ago, you had the odd aberration when I think Oxford won it and a couple of Swindon beat us in it in 1969 for 8 1. Or Luton Town. Or Luton Town. Yeah, that was awful. Or Birmingham but, City. <laughs> Anyone who beat us in the final, really. I've only ever been to that final once. And Twice, it was when we. No, I've, I've only ever been there once, and it was when we beat Sheffield Wednesday 2 1. Oh, yeah. With the Merce doing his old famous the with the pints, beer. The yeah. Pints, yeah. Steve Morrow being Steve Morrow being dropped on the floor and getting yeah. a brother. Yeah, that, that was the only No, I went I've to Luke watched. and I went to Birmingham and they were both depressing finals, but, you know. But anyway, we'll put it to bed. Yes, 
I've always been a fan of Wenger. I think he's done brilliant for that club. He's brought us success. He's been our most successful manager in history ever. We had our most successful period of time under Wenger. But I think it's time for a move. I think you know, it's... Do you know what, John? What, what you've just said has so summed everything up. And yeah. I know we all sort of know that, but what you've just said there, bearing in mind Charlie's 14 today, right? So 2003 he was born... And I said to him, well, we were invincible when you were born. You know, that's that's how we sort of went. And since he's been following Arsenal, he's seen us win two FA Cup finals. But if yeah. he'd have been born seven if he'd have been born seven years earlier, I mean he he doesn't What's want Arsene Wenger. Uh, but he doesn't want Arsene Wenger at the football club. For him, he's like, Well well, you know, he hasn't done anything for me in my lifetime. Why should I be you know, hanging on to what he says or or worried about it because for me, I'd rather have a better manager because because that's all he can judge it on. But, but he's was, one of the top managers in the world. He's without a doubt, John. But what I'm saying is, when you put it, when you judge it on a 14 year old Arsenal fan's view yeah, of Arsenal Football Club, he's only got one thing in his mind, and that is, well, let's have a new manager. Yeah, let's have a new manager. Because every other club does that. I mean, it's, it's, we are the totally unique club now in that in that whole uh, uh, league in in the whole of English football. Now, yeah, we're the only club that uh, haven't changed their manager for twenty years, and um, yeah, people just don't understand that now, really, do they? They, and, well, I mean, look at Ranieri. Like this week, we saw someone who deserved, you know. The full respect from He deserved another season off. What Ranieri deserved is Leicester won that league last year as a total apparition. And the reason why they won it is because we were shit. The whole, team, <laughs> that, that, the whole team played as a team. Yeah. They had the. I mean, Wenger cannot um, recapture what our double winning sides and our undefeated side. Even if he had better players at that point, uh, now, he can't recapture it because the team isn't there. The team mentality of everyone fights for everybody and everyone just gives 100%. We've got players there who just look like they don't really care half the time. Well, we had uh, Lauren Koscielny coming out this week um, saying that we must have a hatred of losing, which is like, well, don't you have a hatred of losing already? I don't really understand yeah. that. And I mean, he said his actual quote was, uh, "We are in a complicated situation. We must raise." Wake up a bit, Matt. So he said that we we are in a complicated situation. We must remain united. Well, I'm sorry, but what's complicated about our situation? We're out of the league. Uh, we're out of the Champions League. It's as easy as that, really, isn't it? The other the other point I was going to make about that, though, yeah. with saying about Charlie, was my mate Gary Turman said, well, just thank God that he wasn't around when Wenger was, you know, when trophies were just coming all the time, because then he would really hate it, because he'd have come to expect it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the problem is at the moment is, is that when it comes to the league, you've got like, man, yeah, are you Leicester well overachieved? They would have been, if you take... This the last season out of the equation, they'd be in the same situation last season as they are now. They should have let him see this season out. I mean, he's still got potential of qualifying through for the Champions League. Exactly, better than us. 
And you've got to let him see it out and go, right, we'll give you one more year. See it. If, you, if they survive in the Premier League, so you wait one more year and see how you get on from that. You know, but they've just got rid of him. And I think that's really bad. I mean, it, you can't just, he's just won the fucking league for him. The first time, you know what I mean? You think that's shocking, you know? It's really, really bad, out of order. It is out of order, but they're 2-0 up, aren't they? How's it going? At the moment, yeah. Um, there's the first two Premier League goals they've scored in 2017. So, I mean, it's, it's ruthless. That's what we're saying, really, in terms of management. And Arsenal are the least ruthless club in that. But, but at least when you look at it though, Matt, right? They won the league last season, got rid of their manager this season. Yeah. Whereas us, we've still got our manager. We haven't won the league since 2004. But we're not in a position where Leicester are, who were really, what, they 17th before this game started? They were in the bottom three, weren't they? Well, bottom three. Well, we're not in the bottom three. We're still in the fucking top four. Yeah. And people see the top four was, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. So, what, what, qualify for the Champions League? Yeah, that's nothing, that's nothing. Hold on a minute. It's, you know, when we was growing up, you had the European Cup. Now, to get into that, you had to be the champions of the fucking league, you know? And now we're in the Champions League every year for 20 years. Well, what happens when Wenger goes if we don't make it for three or four years? Suddenly, you're going to be going, oh, look, we've got a manager that can't even get us into the Champions League because Wenger did it for 20 years. You know, it, it is a bit well, of a be careful what you wish for, but I agree, he, if you want a change, he has to go. But that's got to come from board level as well, you know. I think some of the players are unsettled because they're seeing players that aren't anywhere near as good as them. Could be 3 nil now. Oh, that's unlucky. <laughs> but, but they're looking at other players who aren't as good as them who are earning more money. And I think a lot of it comes down to the money that they've earned. They could be yeah, earning elsewhere. Um. Yeah, I mean, we we can go around in circles. I mean, everyone's had their say on Ranieri, um, and I think that they were on a hiding to nothing this season. That they've all been given fantastic contracts, all the players, and um, this is how they're repaying their club. You know, that it's the players as much as the manager who have been. Uh, complacent. I don't believe that even with Kante they would have been doing much better. So you're on his track record, I'd have Ranieri at Arsenal next season. <laughs> he won the league last year. He yeah. doesn't mean he can't do it again. Well, I mean... Did he win the league at Chelsea? Oh, they're freeing him up. Hello? Yeah, Leicester's freeing him up. You think of Arsenal Who's that? We have an infiltrator in our midst. Is it Wayne? On early. <laughs> it's Charlie. Hello, Charlie. Happy birthday. Thank you. What was your main present? I got an apple watch. An apple? You got an apple? That's a bit... You got an apple. It's <laughs> a bit tight of your parents. Stuart. We only used to get sobers. Like Christmas in the 60s. What'd you get? An apple. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, <clears throat> uh, do you wish you were born seven years earlier? Because you'd be, what, 21 now? No. And, and you would have been able to enjoy Arsenal's uh, double winning performances. Oh, yeah. Season. But not really. You've got plenty of time ahead of you, mate. We'll have a new manager yeah. next season. Who who do you fancy to be the next manager of Arsenal? Uh, 
So what do you think about Arsene Wenger? No, he's asking you. Oh. Um, Who's the Wenger. next manager? Who, who do you think? Simeone. Yeah, yeah, yeah come. We're, we're, all, we're all like that, but I'm, I think Atletico Madrid are moving to a new stadium next year, and a lot of them are saying that's like a big thing for them, so probably won't happen. Juve um, manager's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, are they winning their league? I don't know. Yeah, I think they are. They let all their players go, so... Uh, yeah. So, happy birthday, Charlie. Is your dad fallen unconscious? Or no, he... he's, he's uh, <laughs> sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think of uh, Andreas Jonker leaving? Well, that's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I was pulling mine all last night. <laughs> oh, dear. Was, um, yeah, so uh, news this week that, um, well, the same this week, it was last week really, but Andreas Jonker's left as youth team coach and to be head coach at Wolfsburg. With Freddie Lundberg. And he's taken Freddie two. with him. Yeah, he's taken yeah. Freddie with him as one of the assistant right. coaches. Um, and uh, I don't know whether that's a massive loss. I don't know, really. I guess we've got to get someone back in uh, sharpish. Uh, for all, all those, I wonder whether that's a bit of bailout, though. What you reckon that? I wonder whether that's the first sign that that things are going to change in the summer. Possibly. I mean, I, it, I would doubt that they would replace him now uh, before the summer because, well, I mean, there's not much point really, is there? No, I mean, I think they've got they've got obviously people there that can run the, the various sides and, and yeah. get on with stuff. So. With what amount of games everyone's got left, I th- would imagine, yeah, that'll be how we go. And that's where I wonder, because I think I said before that if Arsene Wenger goes, we're not just talking about the first team, his whole ethos right throughout the football club. So I wonder whether Jonker's heard that he's going and he thought, well, I'm going to go, I've been offered the job, because whoever's coming in here, he's going to sort of change everything. Right throughout yeah, the club. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he was just, was he like the assistant at Wolfsburg or something before? I think when we got him. I think so. Something so like that. So he's got yeah. the big job that he wanted, I suppose. Uh, yeah. And Freddie, obviously, looking to become a coach as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, there, there, there looks like there are some good kids um, playing for us <coughs> at the minute, and. It's always been a, a kind of preference that we bring a few kids through, um, but I mean, a lot of them go out on loan, and then we never see see them again until we play them in the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's always a bit of a there's uh, John's microwave again, fire engine, another <laughs> rustler for John, <laughs> uh, <laughs> rustler number three, please. Uh, <laughs> to go with your hustler <laughs> John's cock between two bats <laughs> oh. anyway talking of hustlers uh, um, I've got a story of a missing stud uh, this week and it's oh. Theo Walcott stud uh, uh, and he scored a hat trick for the first time in his England career and this is uh, Theo, Matt reads out Theo's autobiography. Theo, get 
so uh, this game was against uh, Croatia um, yeah. when Fabio Capello took over the first competitive game Theo had been picked ahead of David Beckham I believe and uh, so there's a lot of pressure on, the, on him and uh, he proved to be a complete fuck nut once again as this <laughs> will explain <laughs> and then 20 minutes before half time I scored Mr Capello always liked me to stay out wide, hug the touchline and push right up on the opposing fullback. So when there's a mix-up in the Croatian defence and one defender whacked an attempted clearance into another, the ball squirted clear and came straight to me. I took one touch, then another, to get it out from under my feet and whacked it across the goalkeeper into the corner of the net. Everything went quiet. The fans were stunned. I stood still for a second. Some people thought the goal must have been disallowed because I didn't even react. The truth was, I didn't know what to do. It was a similar feeling when I scored my first goal in senior football for Southampton against Leeds in Ellen Road. I didn't know where to run, what to do with my arms, so I walked around in a circle looking <laughs> daft until the other England players piled on top of me. That was a great feeling. From that point on, the nerves went, and I was free spirit again. I... W- I felt as if I'd been released from the weight of expectation and that anything was possible. Suddenly, it was half-time. <laughs> How can it be suddenly half-time? <laughs> there was jubilation when I came off, but I also noticed the England staff looking at me with concern. I realised then that I must have been lim- limping and my heart sank. I thought, I must have got an injury and that maybe I was only just starting to feel it because the I adrenaline... must have. Yeah, the adrenaline had worn off for a minute, but I felt fine. I didn't have any pain. The physio sat me down and took a look at my legs. They flexed my knees, still no problems. Then they checked my boots and found something bizarre. A stud was missing in my right boot. Actually, the stud had snapped off in in the mould of the boot and no one could get it out. Uh, I don't really understand that, but... um, I didn't. I didn't have any spare boots. He's a professional footballer. Oh dear. Uh, that shows you how how I was still a bit raw. No spare boots. Most professionals take a couple of spares pairs with them to matches. No one knew what to do. I was going to wear wear a pair of Roonies because he wore the same size as me, but his foot was a different shape to mine, and his boots were broader. Because he's got a great, because um, he looks like, because sh- he's got Shrek feet, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he's got size nine feet, Theo. It says here. I think Maradona had like size four feet. Really? Like most professional footballers, have quite. How small. the fuck did he stay out? He was like a weeble wobble then, surely. <laughs> no, no. What, size what, four feet, but size fourteen hands. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite—I mean, it's quite normal for professional footballers to have quite small feet because they—they have to move quite in a quite a dainty way, don't they? And stuff. Apart from Carno, he must have had size fifteen. Um, so they told that was just between his anyway. He wouldn't wear Rooney's boots. They just told me to wear the same broken boot in the second half. It hadn't done me much harm in the first 45 minutes after all, so I played the entire second half with a stud missing. 
I forgot almost uh, forgot about it almost as soon as the second half started. Then things started to get surreal. A quarter of an hour after the interval, we broke forward again, and Heskey got the ball on the edge of the box. He laid it back to Rooney, who rolled a beautifully simple pass out wide to me. I drilled the ball across the keeper to put us two up. The finish was almost the same as the first one. It was like a wonderful reoccurring dream. I know surreal is an overused word. Is it? <laughs> if you like Salvador Dali, maybe. But it really felt as if there wasn't. It, it, it really didn't feel like it was real. I still didn't really know how to celebrate. Wes Brown was the first England player I saw, and when I wheeled round, so I ran and, and over and jumped on him. It was a brilliant feeling. We were winning in Croatia. We were making a great start to our World Cup qualifying campaign and I'd scored two goals for my country. I had a quick look up at the stands and the forlorn hope that I might spot my dad who had made a hasty arrangements to come to Zagreb after I played in Andorra but I didn't have a clue where he was so there was no chance of spotting him. I found out later that he was among the Croatia fans the only black guy in a sea of angry and dismayed Croats. He told me that he did did stand up and punch the air when I scored, but he also sat back down fairly quickly. My mum was watching the television at her own at, at her own home, on her own at home in Hertfordshire. Mel's parents didn't have satellite television, so Mel had gone to the local pub to watch it, as if they couldn't fork out for Sky to watch her daughter's intended. She was only watching. She was only at Claire's accessories, though, mate. Yeah, that's true. Rooney put us three up with four minutes later and the game was over, effectively. They pulled one back 12 minutes from the end. But before they had time to think about mounting a real comeback, Wayne played a clever pass behind the Croatia defence that allowed me to spring the offside trap, run onto it. I took the ball to left across the face of the Croatia area and as the keeper came out to meet me, I slid the slid it past him with my left foot for my hat-trick. I tried a slide for my goal celebration this time, but I messed it up. I didn't (laughs) care. My first thought was that Rooney for the pass. I turned round and pointed at him as he came over to celebrate with me. He was the provider of all three of my goals, and he is a joy to play with. That night, like most nights, we played beautiful football, and in the moment that was the proudest of my career... I wanted to acknowledge his part in what I'd done. Mr Capello substituted me a couple of minutes later (laughs) and brought on Beckham in my place. Even though I had a few minutes to sit on the bench and take in what had happened in the final stages of the game, I still struggled to believe it all. When we were back in the dressing room, it was bedlam, but I stayed very quiet. I didn't know what to think or say to anyone. It was a mad night. I turned on my phone and I had a ridiculous number of messages. The rest of the lads signed the match ball and presented it to me. It was a precious memento. Oh, well done, Theo. So, um, scored a hat-trick with the only pair of boots he brought. Don't you think, though, he didn't get the bit where he was subbed? (laughs) Like... They were giving him a chance to be applauded off the pitch. He didn't understand that. He didn't understand that, does he? <laughs> no. Right, so now it's time to think of a number. Yeah, it's 3-1 now, anyway. Is it? Oh, blimey. Goal by Liverpool. 
So this week's number is 16. Now, can anyone name any 16s? Well, we, I'm trying well to, our not, not legally. Arm is no. 15. Didn't you do one last week? Yeah, we did 15. What about the week before that I missed? We uh, That was the fateful recording which went wrong. Oh, did it? Yes. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, we have uh, missed a week. But um, So, know, John, you don't even listen to the show that you're on? I've not listened, I've not listened to no, it yet last week. He's, he's so Fucking conceited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he right, so, um, 16. Now, there's not that many to choose from here. Um, you're stepping on 16. Uh, no, um, Paul Dickoff was 16. Oh, I like uh, Paul Dickoff. John, yeah. Hart- John Hartson. Fantastic name as well. Yeah, you've got to love a bit of Dickoff. I yeah. see him score two goals against us in Tony Adams' first testimonial when Palace beat us 3-1. Didn't he score as well when we, won, um, when we went unbeaten? He's got the first goal for Leicester, didn't he? That's right, yeah, yeah. Nearly ruined our perfect record. Yeah, bless him. On his return to the club. Um, there's also, uh, well, the current number 16. I don't know, actually. He's not. Is he uh, Aaron Ramsey? He, no. changed, he changed numbers. He was 16, anyway. Um, Matthew Flamini was 16. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was uh, good 16. Player. Good, player. Good, player. Yeah. good player, very good player. I like John Hartson, was a big fan of Johnny Hartson. Yeah, he was the target man, the classic target man, wasn't he? Yeah, really? he, he was our Oliver Giroud at the time, wasn't he? Yeah. To be honest, though, if you want to give it to anyone, I know you mentioned Flamini, because during, during that European Cup run, he played at left-back the whole time, didn't he? He did, and we didn't concede a goal no. for nine hours, or whatever it was, ridiculous. We've got Van Bronckhurst or Flamini, it's a toss-up. Or Vince Bartram. Yeah, he's the only other name. Side goalkeeper. When they do these legends things or whatever, yeah, Archer always played then. (laughs) Yeah, I I think Flammers. I think I think we got Giovanni Van Bronckhorst too late, didn't we? I mean, he was uh, very good player, though. Very, very good player. And he he obviously didn't want to hang around. He was jumping contracts, I presume, because. We didn't have him for very long, did we? No, no but, um, but was, was, was great a good, left back. Yeah, fantastic. And obviously scored that fantastic goal in the World Cup semi-final. That long-range effort. Was it yeah, against, yeah, yeah. Um, or was it the final? I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember. No, Spain won that one nil, didn't they? Yeah, no, he was a good yeah. player, but I, I think for for club player, for for what he's done for the club. In in the shitty years, <coughs> like Flammers for me. Yeah, yeah. Went to AC Milan and won the league, and <laughs> kicked that Tottenham player everywhere, didn't he? Yeah, I mean he. Um, that for me is still my highlight. <laughs> he was. I mean, he played at all sorts of positions for us. He's a real um, fighter, isn't he? Matthew yeah, Flammers. and, and sort of when I know Theo, that was one thing you didn't mention about the shirts. That yeah. You know that Theo went out with short sleeve shirt. Was it a short sleeve shirt when everyone was wearing long? And it's down yeah, to the captain. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Flammers always used to. Okay, if it's long, I'll go with that. But I'm going to roll them up. Yeah. So he we sort cut of, them off at one point. Didn't yeah, it, wasn't that's it? right. So uh, just, just for his, yeah, just, just for the real good rebel. <laughs> he's he's the player we need. He's he's someone we need. And I know he's at Palace now, and he, I think he's still at Palace. 
Um, but him and Fabregas in the middle took us close, didn't they, to win? Yeah, just a real good. You know, in a game of football, when you want someone to go and just kick someone off the ball or really lump someone, and was there a game where a player had said something to someone and Flammers sort of went over and there was a rumour that he whispered in his ear, you fucking go near him again, I'll fucking cut you in half, sort of <laughs> thing he said to him. You know what I mean? And and you think that's the sort of stuff you want. Unlike the things that Arsene Wenger says to, <laughs> to get a reaction. Like, they see the, the, um, the report by the FA on his uh, touchline ban. That he oh, said... Yeah. He said, "You are dishonest to your federation." <laughs> yeah. Which so you're like a cunt. It sounds like, like one of those weird characters out of Star Wars, the first Star Wars movies. You know, the prequels. Yeah. You are dishonest to your federation. Funny thing is, as you uh, give it some stick, my yeah. mum makes me laugh. She goes, "Oh, we've well, got a player." He's really dirty, he fouls everyone. I mean, it's probably Granny Xhaka. Yeah, don't like him. We don't need players like that at our club. I said, no, actually, we do need players like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. It's really horrible to see people kicking other players. I mean, that's exactly what we need, Mum. No, we don't. No, we don't. Oh, well, shut up. <laughs> I do love the uh, people have been um, bringing Graham Souness up on his uh, obvious xenophobia um, when he sort of called Granite Xhaka. Oh, he's a stupid boy. What's he doing that for? Why is he going in hard? To, against Deli Ali, whose tackle was absolutely horrendous this week. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, who's like, oh well, he's just he's got an edge to him. Uh, you know, you need that edge. Yeah, but Soonis is exposed. What's he going to do? <laughs> and Soonis is one was one dirty, dirty bastard. Yeah. Bar- yeah. Sort of person you want in your team all the time. In the, yeah. year, in the years where he got one for free, he didn't waste. Yeah. It. Oh yeah, you break a leg. It's all right. We won't. Yellow card, you for that. I don't think he's got red carded that much here, to be honest. I don't think anyone did, He was a dirty bastard in the 70s and early 80s. He really was. Yeah. 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 Oh, All right, then. Well, we'll pick Matthew Flamini uh, for our team. Uh, Not one of the players who's left Arsenal and not disgraced himself Mm. in our eyes, I guess. (laughs) No. Even though it was a bit of a contract wind down, much money as you can get, jobby. Yeah, but then, you know, but... see the value in the player or you don't. Yeah. I obviously didn't see the value in him at the time. Uh, and he went and learnt from the Gattuso school of tackling <laughs> with AC Milan. OK, so uh, our number 16 is Matthew Flamini. Mm. And um, next is Dear John. Dear John. Indeed. So, dear John, um, Pancake Tuesday uh, tomorrow. Yeah. What? This is my question to you. What's the secret yeah. of a good pancake? Tossing. Uh, whatever you do. Yeah. So I've, yeah. I've been when we're driving around doing my work, listening to on the radio about people with fucking Nutella. I'm going. No, there's only two things going pancake: syrup and lemon. Yeah. That's it. Or a pour of sugar and lemon. Caster sugar, though, for some weird reason. No, oh, I don't like caster sugar. Just normal sugar's fine. <laughs> you know, nothing else goes on a pancake. Unless it's a Finder's crispy pancake. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have brown sauce. 
wonderful, <laughs> uh, wonderful reference to the eighties there uh, yeah. by John. So, uh, do they still do Finder's crispy pancakes? Yeah, you still get the odd, yeah. yeah they still... look, it's like basically it's a pancake full of sick, isn't it? Though, yeah, That's but what I always kind of remember them remember. being like. I'm definitely a lot smaller than I remember, but I was. <laughs> um, there's no real secret to a decent pancake. You know, they're easy to make. Flour, egg, milk, job done. You know? Yeah. Well, you've got to have the pan really hot. Yes, of course. That's uh, the key to uh, a good toss. What my mum used to do, my mum used to have a, a pan of hot water with uh, a bowl in it with a syrup in, so it keeps it nice and runny. All right. Yeah, good but, idea. Nice, but nice. Uh, yeah, but I'm out for curry tomorrow, so <laughs> we can have a pancake like a, a what would be an Indian, have a parat, something like that, <laughs> a non bread, have a pancake roll. Yeah, they probably do. <coughs> Finders probably do those. <laughs> Iceland will. Uh, so the next question is from Nat the Guna, um, oh, our yes. friend. So, um, dear John. Uh, is it wrong to download a movie from Pirate Bay, even though I've pre-ordered the Blu-ray and already paid to see it at the cinema? First of all, before we go on, Pirate Bay, I mean... Uh, uh, is that is like it, something out of, like, you know, Once Upon a Time or something? Is it... I'm off to it, Pirate Bay. Is it is 2004 that, again? What's that? First of all, you really need to update your um, content-stealing uh, tactics. <laughs> uh, 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 um, nah, because Pirate Bay, as far as I'm concerned, is... Kind of gives it away, really. It's almost as bad as LimeWire. Do you remember LimeWire? Oh, yeah, anyway. LimeWire, yeah. Anyway, um, so I would, I mean, what do you reckon? My answer today is, you really don't need to ask that question, do you, Nat? I think you know my answer, you know, despite the fact that, you know, you might have ordered a Blu-ray. Well, wait for the fucking Blu-ray. You know what I mean? Yeah, life's... Got you know, yeah. at least have something to look forward to. It depends on what it is as well, you know. Yeah. If it's something like uh, I don't know, La La Land, then you deserve to be shot. So you know, or given an Oscar wrongly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's the Star Wars movie. Do you reckon? What? Who else? Who else? What else would know. be? Depends. On at the cinema recently that you'd want to then... All, all I'd like to say to Nat is, thank yeah. fuck you can get Blu-ray because we can't in Kemsey. Can you not? <laughs> they don't have Blu-ray. We haven't got it piped down yet. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, the, Blu-ray, the thing with Blu-ray is that it costs twice as much and it's only slightly better. <laughs> generally, isn't it? Well, the thing is, if you put a DVD in a Blu-ray player, it kind of upscales it a little bit anyway. Jack Welsh is a wanker, he wears a wanker's hat. Um, he was a, 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 he was an Arsenal bastard and now a Bournemouth twat. He's got out his wheelchair so he can play again. Let's put him back on crutches when he leaves the lane. All right, boys. Oh, wanker. All right, mate. Yeah, it's a great week for uh, Tottenham, isn't it? Fantastic. I don't yeah. think we played, though, Wayne, did we? Well, it don't matter, does it? Who cares about you, your lot? Uh, I mean, well, I do. I do, Wayne. No more Thursday football for us. Got out of that one, didn't we? <laughs> nice and Quite rapidly. Yeah. Quite like rapidly. I don't want to play at Wembley anyway, although I um, might end up playing the semi-final FA Cup. That's not going to be very good, is it? The pitch is about four times bigger than uh, White Hart Lane's. 
That's the problem. Yeah. Carl Walker's puffing and panting like a good one. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So you weren't embarrassed then to lose to a, a toilet in Belgium? Ghent. A Ghent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gent, as we call it. Well, I thought we were playing one bloke at one point. We were just playing a Gent. Yeah. Yeah. Good well. job. Good job you didn't have the lady playing as well. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Toilets. Toilet. Oh, well, you, you lot of toilet. Tell me that. <laughs> Sat I fucking age. can't believe you side with these cunts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, keep calm, Toby Alderwald. 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 We love Toby Alderwald. Wrecking Arsenal. Okay. Plays long balls from out the back, out the back, out the back. Arsene Wenger's got the sack. Toby, Toby. <laughs> the only thing wrong with that He goal. pairs with Jack Yanni's mate, Yanni's mate, Yanni's mate. You can't score, that pair is great. Toby and Yan. Oh? That's my new song. Toby and Yan. Yan Vertonghen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. I've got some great songs. I've been working on them. Yeah, you can find so them on various... Uh, the, the... I've got a funny one for you, though, Wayne, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next weekend, I'm off to Minehead to watch the UK Open Darts. Last year, when I was at Minehead watching the UK Open Darts, yeah. we watched Spurs v Arsenal in the bar. Oh, right. Is that when we and, beat you? And uh, for 15 minutes, you was top of the league. And that soon come crashing down and shut all you fucking mugs up. Not very nice, is it? I mean, I was, Matt had to rescue us in the Sierra last week. Oh, he did got to you then, did he? Yeah, stuck on the M25, Garfield uh, trapped between the suspension. Uh, I mean, I don't really know much about Carl Stewart, so you could probably tell me. I, 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 it's a Sierra, but it's um, the four-wheel drive one. Oh. Does that exist? I don't know. What, a 4x4 uh, Sierra? Yeah. 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 Well, we, we, we got it because we thought we might need to make a quick getaway at some point from Spunkies, <laughs> but um, yeah. Nigel went half drunk, though, weren't he? Well, uh, what I would say, what I would say, yeah. Wayne, is yeah. Um, it sounds like your cat was fucked. Oh, that's not very really nice. <laughs> your catalytic converter was fucked. Oh, that's why you broke <laughs> Oh, I'll say, yeah. How is Spunky? I, I, yeah, why is Spunky not around tonight? Well, he's got a bit worried about is the fact that he only wears ass. Uh, he only wears um, Tottenham clothes. Oh right. So he's gone to um, uh, H and M. I think it's called. Well, Mr. Byrights. Yeah, he, 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 apparently that doesn't exist anymore. But he said he would go to Mr. Byrights for some <laughs> flecked uh, trousers. The beachy jumpers. Yeah, and the, the, with the balloons on. Uh, maybe a, a nice sweater with seven suede stars on the back. <laughs> but, he, I mean, he wouldn't... Uh, he wouldn't. He doesn't wear any clothes uh, other than Tottenham ones. Right. Yeah, cock all over him. <laughs> so, anyway, boys, I better go, because uh, I know you've got a quiz tonight, and it's going to be a hard one, so um, I'll leave you to it. Do you take it easy, Rose? All right, all right. Rose, 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 our lad, making plays all day, setting up goals and stopping runs. Danny's come to play. <laughs> oh, that is terrible. 
Oh, they get worse and worse, these giants. <laughs> don't they? <laughs> anyway, um, so John, you weren't on last week or the week before, so you know about our new quiz. It's the Match of the Day quiz. I didn't watch it this weekend. I just deleted it. <laughs> Not that sort of match of the day. I've got a match. Of the, I've, got a, <laughs> I've got a match of the day quiz book, which has got three thousand questions in. Got it from Moderna. Oh, excellent! And there's two hundred different quizzes, and each week the winner of the quiz gets to choose <coughs> the next <coughs> number. And uh, you can do a bit of revising if you want to oh, uh, on on that, um, or just wait for Matt to tell you the easy answers. Or it's just wait till uh, Stuart thinks there's some sort of conspiracy against him. Nah. <laughs> so uh, the match of the day quiz is seven questions each, and uh, this week's subject is football on BBC TV, the early years. Now, oh. I'm, uh, this was chosen by Nick because uh, he chose number ten, which is Dennis Burkamp's number, but. I think this might be the hardest quiz that's going to be in this <laughs> book. Um, so who wants to go first? Oh, I, don't know. I don't mind. Right, okay. So, uh, question... Uh, by, by the way, the uh, I found the worst version of Match of the Day um, theme tune to put behind this. Oh, excellent. Was that what was on last week? Yeah, it's a man on his um, sort of Casio. It, yeah. lo- it looked like the sort of house where... There's probably someone trapped in a in the double divan, <laughs> tied up. What was the Austrian bloke? The the thingy elf. Who was the Austrian? Yeah, was, uh, Fritzl. Yeah, was Swiss, it. Swiss or Austrian? I don't know. Yeah, one of them. Anyway, so question number one, John. Yes. First ever live televising of football footballers took place on Wednesday, the fifteenth of September, of which year? It consisted of two minutes of mute pictures from Highbury at 3.45 and went out as part of a magazine show called Picture Page. I should know this. Did we play Liverpool? Uh, no. I know what you're talking about. That might be in the quiz later. I'm wondering <laughs> if it was when we played in the FA Cup final. Uh, it was the 15th of September. So. Oh, September, sorry. Oh, fucking helping. I'm going to say 1935. Ooh, that's so close. It was 1937. Oh, oh two years out. To give you half a point for that. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, question number two. Which Arsenal manager, when asked about his squad, said, they're from Scotland, Yorkshire, Wales, all over the place. Just provided they are British subjects, we couldn't put a foreigner in the team. Would that be George Allison? It would, correct. <laughs> okay, so question number three. When the BBC resumed after the Second World War, what mm. was the maximum distance they could travel from their Alexandra Palace home in order to cover a live football match? Oh, fucking hell, not far In from- miles. In miles. Exactly. 23 miles. 
It's twenty. I think you. Wow. I think you might deserve a half point for that. Show, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, question number four: What was significant about the role of Edgar Cale in nineteen forty-six? Was he a sound engineer? No. Oh, I don't know then. He was the first commentator on a post-war game. Oh, right, well, okay. Never heard of him. Barnet and Wheelsden. Honestly, really? that's what I mean. <laughs> Who, in 1954, introduced a show in Vision saying, the accent is on soccer, and that's why we have asked Kenneth Wilson home to occupy the Sports View chair to introduce Saturday Sports Special to you each week around 10 o'clock. So, Kenneth, please take over, and good luck for the new Sports View unit Saturday programmes before walking off the set. Who said it? Yeah. Very difficult. Well, it's John's era. Well, probably the head of the BBC, but who said it? Uh, absolutely no idea. It was a guy called Peter Dimmick. I think he was a commentator as well. Right. Well, that's half a point, isn't it? No, no. So, the first edition of Match of the Day was broadcast on BBC Two on the 22nd of August, 1964. Who was the presenter? I'd like to say Jimmy Hill. <laughs> no? It's a bit before Jimmy's time. It was Ken- Kenneth Wolfson home. Oh, right, well, OK. People, it's, it's on the pitch, they think it's all over. Yeah. Uh, OK, so, um, last question, John. BBC One's lineup that night in 1964 included the Telly Goons, Jukebox Jury, hosted by David Jacobs, Dr. Finley's Casebook, and Perry Mason. Who played the title character in Doctor Who that day? 1964. Yeah. It's the very first one, the grey haired fella. Fucking hell, what's his name? Uh, John Pertwee was Doctor Number Three, which would have been in the late sixties, early seventies. Oh, I, don't, I can't remember his name, but he's the grey-haired fellow. But I can't remember what his name is. It's William Hartnell. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So I make that that you got one, one. Well, I'm going to say two, one. two at a push. We'll see how Stuart does. Um, okay. Oh, well, yeah, and if, if Stuart's got anywhere near it, then... <laughs> Less than one, three, yeah. one, anyway. Then, John, you've got, you've got seven. So, uh, question number one <laughs> for you, Stuart. How much did the BBC pay for the Football League for the rights to cover one match a week for 36 weeks in the first season? Fucking top as eight, then. We're talking pound. thousands of pounds here. How many thousands of pounds? Oh, a pound. Oh, thousands. £2,000. <laughs> um, well, it's £20,000. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> Just missed the times by ten. Yeah. So, um, question number two. In the first few seasons, the highlights of only one match were permitted. Which game was featured on the very first programme? What, match of the day? Yeah. Arsenal versus Liverpool. Remember the score? Uh, was it 1-0 Arsenal? No. I mean, that's not part of the question, no. is it? But... No, it was, you're right. It was Liverpool 3, Arsenal 2, and those that is the um, 
very first one. That was the very first one. So that's a point for you, Stuart. Thank Which you. BBC Two controller had agreed to let the show switch to BBC One at the start of 1966-67 season. Very famous man. Possibly not. Was he a Possibly not well known for being the controller of BBC Two, but a very famous man nevertheless. In what? In in sport or? Not in sport. Um. I don't know, Jockey Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been delicious if it was Jockey. <laughs> no, it was uh, David Attenborough. Uh, I was going to say David yeah. Coleman. <laughs> oh, remarkable. So, in, wi- uh, in which year did the BBC <laughs> broadcast, BBC's broadcast of Tottenham Hotspur versus Man United in the Charity Shield becomes the first time in Britain that a football match had been shown in colour? Well, then... I know that. Fucking hell. So they didn't... They've never won the league in colour. Mm. And... So it was... Famous for another reason. Tottenham Man United. So who was the cup winner? Can I ask that? What, the Charity Shield? Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't know know who the cup winner was. I know. I know the cup winner was. So 61. John? Just no interest. I believe it was the 1967 and Pat and that was Alec, Pat Jennings scored the goal. It bounced over Alex Stepney's head. That is correct. It was 1967. No, no extra point for you there, John, no. Spurs no. were the cup winners and United were the league winners. I was going to say, Spurs the European Cup the year after. Because Spurs beat Chelsea 2-1 in the 1967 Cup final. John. Was it in black and white? It was in colour. We'll put it this way. But did John see it in black and white? No, but the clip that they showed of Pat Jennings scoring the goal was actually in black and white. Absolutely. Yeah. It was on This Is Your Life, which I got on video. This is your life. Your life. <laughs> so, question... Uh, well, I don't know what we're up to now. Is it uh, question... I think United won 3-1 anyway. But. Question four. Um, how much was a TV licence in 1969? Bit of a weird one, that one. In pounds. Um, oh, God, say. See, I'm not old. Uh, I'll go... Pound. I'll go for a pound. I don't One know. pound? Well, I can't believe that much. I need £10 a month now. Well, in uh, in pounds, thought... 1969, yeah. it weren't even decimalised, was it? So, no. I'd say a pound. No, it was £6, which sounds really expensive, actually. Yeah, it does. I agree. Um, okay, num- uh, question number six. A new match of the day theme was introduced at the start of 1970-71. This is, you know, you're going to know this or you're not. Uh, replacing Leslie Stephen's The Drum Majorette. Who wrote the new and now iconic music? Don't know. Don't know. John, did you know? Thank you, pardon. Sorry? Thank you, pardon. Who wrote the Match of the Day theme? Da, 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 da. Jimmy Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Stoller. Oh, apparently. Uh, was three old. Never you apparently were. that charity shield. Right. In August 1973, Stuart, this is your final question, the Radio Times featured Match of the Day on the front cover with the headline, Snatch of the Year. 
what did it refer to? Or who did it refer to? The FA Cup being stolen. Was the FA Cup ever stolen? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. No, it was Jimmy Hill moving to the BBC from ITV. Oh, my God. So, wow. uh, technically, it's one all. So, there is a tie-break. Um, oh. So, um, I'm going to say, uh, first to call out the correct answer for the following question. This will cause an argument. Yeah. In which season did football focus begin? 1972. No. There you go, that's my answer, Stuart, so you can go for one there. We didn't say <laughs> what you that. should have done was go, go nearer. Um, didn't say that you couldn't have one more than one guess? For Football Focus, I'll go 1982. No. 1978. No. 83. No. Four, 79. Five, no. Six, seven, eight. What, what are you talking about, four, five, six, seven, eight? Well, I'm going through the 80s. No, none of the 80s. Oh, 61. 1967. Two, three, no. four, five, six. Stole a march. So don't ask that one, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, next game, boys, is is Liverpool, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And given their performance uh, tonight, I'm looking forward to that one. You what? Is it Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. Is it a five? Half past five. Yeah. I'll be watching the darts. I'll be getting drunk somewhere with my head. So, um, what do you reckon then, boys, results-wise? I mean, Liverpool just, have been quite bad, really, haven't they? In patches. I'm like, 3-1 by Leicester. I yeah. mean, like, it could be the fact that Ranier is left and Leicester actually playing the way they did last year. But Liverpool have been quite shocking. I'm taking it well away, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, think um, I mean, they, did that, they had that win. Did they win against Man City? Uh Recently, Liverpool. The one where they had scored. I think they beat them this year, didn't they? They beat Liverpool, beat City. Not long after, I think they beat us. Don't think Liverpool beaten anyone this year, have they? No, this season. Oh, God. When Mane Mane came back, they said he was a one Mane team. Yeah, was that Man City? I can't remember. It was someone big, wasn't it? Or was it Tottenham? Yeah, I think it was Tottenham. Yeah, yeah they beat Tottenham 2-0, didn't they? 
They yeah, they're, yeah, that's their only win this year, isn't really? it? Really? They lost yeah. to Hull, they lost to Swansea at Anfield. Yeah. Um, and they've lost to Leicester tonight. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, knocked, knocked out the FA Cup, knocked out the, um, what do you call it? League Southampton. Cup. Yeah. Southampton done them over two legs, beaten both times. Yeah, yeah so they're having a bit of a slump. So um, they'll, so they'll I'll, probably I'll go, be 4-0 to Liverpool. them. Oh, yes. I was going to say 5-0 Liverpool <laughs> we actually discussed this last week didn't we and I said 4 Liverpool did meet uh, Man City New Year's Eve ok there you go that was the one I was thinking of yeah. did they hammer them no it's 1-0 no. oh, they would get a penalty didn't they uh, and whilst they scored Vin Oldham I'm going to go 1-0 or did you go for that, Matthew? I said 4-3 to Liverpool. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, I'm going to go one all. I'm going to go one all. John? The way we're playing, the way they're playing, I reckon they'll beat us 3-1. OK. So not very... I mean, we don't care anymore, really, do we? That's no, we've saying. given up, haven't we? We've given up on the league. But, um, I mean, we, we actually need to catch up, don't we? I mean, most of the teams have played and most of the teams have won. This weekend, um, and yeah. Well, Man City, Man United's a game in hand, isn't it? Yeah, they've got to play each other. So that's that's that. There's no given result there. You wouldn't want to pick that at the moment as to who would win that. Which was the game. Obviously, we we didn't play this weekend, did we? Against Southampton. So yeah, there's still a chance, isn't there, to keep above others? But yeah. I'll, I was quite glad this weekend, and that's horrible to say it, but I was quite glad we didn't play, because that way I went to work this morning quite happy. <laughs> you know, and that, that's horrible. That's that's, yeah. that's when you get to the June feeling, where you're just going, come on, hurry up and start football season, because you've got hope then. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was quite nice this weekend not to have to go, oh, God, who's going to be phoning me? Who's going to be texting me, taking the piss? And, um, yeah, so it's quite nice, really, not to play. It'd be quite nice if we didn't have to play. But, yeah, I think we have given up. But, yeah, one all, that'll be good. Yeah. the only I mean, the only thing I had to contend with this weekend was some Doris damage. Uh, the, oh. the lining, <laughs> the, the bitumen lining on my roof went flying off. And it's oh. quite annoying, actually, because um, I don't really know when to replace it because it's obviously wet still uh, so I think I need to let it dry before I put some new felt yeah. stuff down on it um, definitely definitely annoying see that I went out I went out on road test on Doris Day at yeah. about 20 about, about half 11 20 to 12 I've gone up drove up Watery Lane and I've gone to Borough Green which is sort of four mile away yeah. Turn round, it's a main road, turn round the roundabout, come back, it's a road test route. So I've just done that. I've gone up Watery Lane, no bother, turn round, come back. About five, six minutes as I've come back down the road, there's a car with his hazard lights on and massive tree across the road with a fucking courier van stuck underneath it. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, my God, I was five God. minutes, yeah, either yeah. side of that, five minutes away. Part of Ken, I was working in Ken, and then I put the radio on, and they said the uh, and I checked the internet, didn't I? And the bridge had been shut, 
So I thought, that's it. If I leave it a couple of hours, it's going to be fucking mayhem getting back with the tunnels, obviously. Yeah. Have a day, come back. It still took me about an hour and 40 minutes, hour and 45 minutes to get back. Uh, I mean, if any of our listeners had been affected by Doris, let us know what happened to you. I mean, I I think people up north got it a lot worse. Uh, The odd kind of fence blowing down down here, but a tree being uprooted, but a lot of people in sort of the Yorkshire area, I think, had got quite bad damage. So anyway... Well, Doris loves to blow, doesn't she? She does. She ain't. She sure ain't pretty. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I wonder if we can get... Um, they, they, they've already set the names, haven't they, for future storms. They sort of alternate between... Yeah, we'll well, one, we've got one coming this week. Podcast Hurricane. <laughs> we've got one coming this week, haven't we? Error or something, is it? Is it Errol? I don't know. <laughs> we were going like, yeah, Ed, Edwin, Edward. I know that P think... is Penelope. Um, it should Penelope. be a Williams one because he's always full of cold, loads of air, isn't he? <laughs> I was thinking that we could have a, it would be nice to have a Hurricane Stewart. That would be good. You'll never survive that. You'll never survive that. I had to to apologise as well. Last week we had a bit of a... We had a blowout before Doris. uh, Our pool match. uh, Our pool match, the team we were playing. They had this habit of... If someone... John, if you were playing pool and it was a match and I happened to go in off the black, unfortunately, right... You wouldn't go cheering it, would you? you no, know, you just sun, don't do it. No, it's unsporting. It's unsporting. Well, I mean, you might inside yourself go like, yeah, fuck without it. Without a doubt, but... John, inside yourself you go get in there. But you would not cheer, would no. you? No. Well, we had a row two years ago with this team for the self-same reason. And my mate goes in off on Wednesday night. Oh, and they start cheering. And that was it. Red rag to a ball. Dear. You lot are cunts. You lot of cunts. And we're in the Tottenham Stronghold at the Woodman. And I've got Tottenham Stronghold landlord, Tottenham fan, holding me back. And, oh, it was proper mental. Absolutely mental it was on Wednesday. <laughs> anyway, yeah, all to... over again the pool. But you don't do that. That's unsporting. No, it it's is. unsporting. You just don't... to confirm, it's Ewan. Uh, Ewan Fleur, Gabrielle. Fast dreams can come true. <laughs> Holly Ivor. Jackie, Jackie, Camille. You know the Gabrielle one won't turn up, didn't you? Because the yeah. cost of one's going to come in from the north and blow it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Louise, Malcolm, Natalie, Oisin. Malcolm? Is yeah. it like Malcolm? Yeah. It's got to be the wimpiest fucking hurricane. Yeah. Penelope's quite wimpy, though. Oh, there's a, Penelope, Robert, Susan... I'm not getting a blood off Susan. John, John, (laughs) I think Malcolm's going to be a light breeze. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know anything about Connor, Barbara or Angus. Never heard about them, did we? No. No. Anyway, boys, it's nice to speak to you. Yes, been fun. (laughs) And uh, um, we'll see you next week after the Liverpool game. And... um, well, can we get the listeners getting some Dear Johns in? Yeah, please. So, yeah. Uh, some Dear Johns from our faithful would be good. It, does anyone listen to this? Make it back <laughs> if you like it or something. Does, you know, does, I guess I've said different. 
Apart from us lot, does anyone listen to this? Of course they do, Stuart. I know that um, Stormzy, yeah. he, he listens to it, I think. Who's he? Uh, he's a rapper. Um, <laughs> and uh, the bloke who played Mr Nosy Bonk on Jigsaw, he, <laughs> he listens to it. Does he? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, oh? definitely. Oh? Uh, Wayne and uh, Spunky Nigel listen to it. So, how many listeners have we got? <laughs> we well, might literally... As I do a quick do that, I'll give a quick shout out Jack Anna and Leo Gorman and David Whitham, who listen to it. David Whitham, not so much. He's a bit busy sometimes. But Jack and Lee, shout out. Jack's a Rangers fan. Lee's a Man United fan. But they still listen every week. Fantastic. Well, thanks. Thank guys. you. And, Thank uh, you. Thanks so, to all the people who listen to our pod all over the d- world. Does anyone listen to it though? Yes. <laughs> what well, told you two people? Told you, the statistics prove that we're popular all over the world, so, from Matt, Asia Matt. to uh, the USA. <laughs> Can I ask? Yeah. How many, how many people listened to last week's one? Uh, around about five hundred people listened. <laughs> That's quite good. I don't really oh know. yeah, no. From, oh, from Tiny Oaks, great... No, what is it? Uh, from, from Seven Oaks. <laughs> from Small Oaks, great. From Acorn, from small Acorn. Acorn, great <laughs> That's probably why we're not doing too well. The fact yeah. I can't even get a no, similarly I'm, right. I'm interested. I'm always interested. And, yes, so, and um, thank you to the 500 that listened. Absolutely. I think what you need to do is spread the love. Yes, tell your mates. Like, like the page, the Arsenal Block 5 page. You're a bit obsessed with that. And also... <laughs> Make up your own flyers or whatever when you go to a pub. Just flyers. Leave them there. Maybe try to, and say to, it on the news, or if you're on like a talk show, like if you get onto Sky Sports, you're on Sky Sports. Just mention our lot pod. Yeah. But I just want to say to the people that plagiarise our stuff, you know, one bloke who runs another podcast listens to our stuff, copies what we do. You know who you are, mate. Know who you are. And also the uh, some of the football writers that nick our ideas. We know you are as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, but other than that, you know, make up a few flyers, leave them in a pub. You know, if you want brilliant Arsenal banter, listen to our lot in Block Five stuff like that. <laughs> Spread the love. I'm loving the flyer idea. If everyone just produced one flyer and copied it ten thousand times, and then threw it out of a window where they lived. <laughs> Not only if you cause an accident, don't blame us. <laughs> <laughs> you could put a little picture of um, uh, John on it, if you like, <laughs> just to draw dear. in the ladies. Hashtag dear John. Yeah. So dear, dear John, spread the Oops, word. Marriage advice. And yeah. I would say um, rate and review on iTunes, but it's a long time since we've been in the iTunes charts. You can but still that's a, that's a, It's an algorithm. People oh. did. Yeah, of no. course. Yeah, of course. All right then. Well, we've only just come back, haven't we? So yeah. So uh, take it easy, boys, and we'll, yes. we'll see you next week. Have a lovely see week. Come right. on, you goons. Come on, the Arsenal.
Yeah. I think I'll tell you, I'm going to see Justin Bieber God. in July, because it's Rebecca's birthday today. She was told of her birthday present, which is tickets to go and see Justin Bieber in Hyde Park on July the 2nd. Oh, it's Hyde Park, isn't it? You could just, uh... you just sit outside and listen to it. Well, yeah, I think I'll have to go in, though, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine there'll be a few predatory Jimmy Savills hanging about that day when they're at a Bieber concert. I'll be in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going. Sweet soul. I'll be in there yeah. right sweet soul. Yeah, so I've got a Justin Bieber concert to look forward to. Bless oh, blimey. Yes. Well, yes. That'd be nice. Um, I don't know any of his songs, so I can't really do it. Do you know what? I didn't. I didn't. But Rebecca has baby, played me about... Baby, 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 oh, that one. Yeah, that's, but there's a lot the of. I'll tell you what, if you Google it and now listen to it on the music, there's quite a few that Rebecca played me this evening. And I went, yeah, no, I've heard that one. Yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> like oh, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah, which is quite sad, but I wouldn't have thought it was in if you'd seen. I'm going to see Hazel O'Connor in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, just playing. It'd be the first time I can get a bus to a gig. She, didn't she have like quite a lot of credibility? Yeah, before the Stock Aitken and Mortman thing. Before the Stock Aitken and Mortman stuff. Yeah, well, everyone had credibility before that lot. So yeah. Okay, well, she on the great rock and roll swindle. Oh no, no she did Breaking Glass and The Eighth Day. Oh, what have I done? No reason in the world for anyone. That one. And Breaking Glass. Which has got the lovely uh, saxophone bit in it. But wasn't she one? Wasn't she one of the birds in um, the Great Rock and Roll Swindle? Was it her? Was it Toya? I think it was Toya. Um, but then I'm thinking Toya was in Quadrophenia. I thought it was yeah. Hazel O'Connor in Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Great Rock. I don't think I've ever seen that. What the Great Rock and Roll Swindle? No. You're having a fucking laugh, John. No. You haven't seen that? Oh, fuck me. And you think you know films? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, you've never watched it? I suggest you fucking watch that tonight. I'm not well out I just can't remember. Well, it's all about sex pistols. Ed Tudorpole is the um, bloke in the cinema singing Who Killed Bambi? Who Killed Bambi? Who Killed Bambi? Who Killed Bambi? Who killed that bee? Who killed that bee? Who killed that bee? 